to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. And welcome to the year 2020, guys. Oh. Brand new year. New Brand year. new year. Happy new year to everybody. Feels different. Uh, hope you're feeling a little bit better today than I am because I got pretty washed last night. So yeah, it was it was a it was a fun night. Um, I I had a I had a three hour shift at work today and it felt like it was about three days long. It was tough, but yeah. I'm alive. I'm here, back on the pod, back in the studio, excited to talk some blues. Back in the lab, back in the lab, cooking it up for the viewers. Listen, starting the year, starting the year off on the right foot with the boys talking a little bit of hockey. We're gonna get into some blues and wild winter classic rumors that have been going around. We're gonna uh, preview the AS game that's tomorrow night. We're gonna go over the All Star selections and why people continue to disrespect David Perron, Um, and also talk about. Bennington challenging Justin Bieber to a shootout. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's we'll, we'll dive into it. We'll dive into it. Let's get it started. Blues Wild, Winter Classic. Josh, how do you feel about that? I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited at the idea of it. The only thing that worries me, it was like, if not the Blues, it's going to be Chicago. And that would just make me really sad to see them in another Winter Classic because I don't, I don't want to deal with seeing that all over Twitter again and, and that sort of thing. But... If St. Louis goes back in the Winter Classic, the first the first thought I have is, how are they gonna they gonna top the jerseys from last time? You know, they got some they got they got some uh, away whites to work with in this potential Winter Classic in Minnesota. So I think that would look really look really special. Uh, they could make something real pretty with that. But I, I would I would love to see them in a Winter Classic, especially riding off that Cup high, kind of becoming one of the big market teams, uh, like we've talked about before, that establishing themselves as as a legit contender and team that gets talked about national nationally covered and stuff like that so seeing them maybe get get a, a couple winter classics over the next decade sort of like chicago did I, I i wouldn't mind that it would be it would be fun to watch the last one was was one of the most memorable blues games i, I remember uh, i remember watching so i would love to see it again absolutely and i feel like for personally for me one of my favorite taglines for the blues um, is their Heartland of Hockey slogan. So it's going to be the Heartland of Hockey versus the State of Hockey, and I feel like NBC is probably going to shove that down everybody's necks. But it is a cool it is a cool kind of uh, – what's the word I'm looking for here? Storyline, I Story guess. Storyline. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And, like, anything to promote that tagline for us, like put it on more shirts, all that jazz, like I love that. Some money makers for sure. Joey, what do you think? So for those that aren't <sighs> – up to date or been living under a rock over the New Year's. Uh, John Shannon, a respected analyst on Twitter, tweeted out earlier today that the Blues and Wild are likely to be favorites for the Winter Classic in 2021 at Target Field in uh, Minnesota. So basically, you guys already touched on everything, but I mean, I, I love the idea of it. Uh, it's not set in stone, though. That, that's the one thing. It isn't set in stone yet. The right. Blues are in Just it. rumors. That, uh, Michael Russo, the athletic, I believe he covers the Wilds for the athletic in Minnesota. Uh, he, he stated that the Blues are going to be the sought-on favorites as of right now. But also, Josh pointed on possibly the Blackhawks, possibly Colorado. I think that's the one we got to look out be, for. That would be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And then I know uh, St. Louis's own Jeremy Rutherford tweeted out that uh, – the original plan was for the Blues to be a part of a stadium series event. So mm. 
I guess the stadium series event turned into a winter classic, which is pretty cool because it's finally getting the recognition they deserve. You know, reigning yeah. Stanley Cup champions, just like you said, the Heartland Hockey. A lot, a lot goes into that one. I like it. I like the looks of it. It's it's exciting to to kind of you know lately I've been noticing NHL puts out a lot of tweets with like you know the various action shots and there's been a lot more blues blues jerseys in there. There's been a lot more a lot more talk of the of the blues in in national media and sure sure lo and behold we got winter classic rumors popping up, stadium series rumors popping up. So I think it's going to be even you know that the Stanley Cup has got a lot of repercussions with it and it, uh, the the ball is getting rolling now. We're starting to see some of the results that even if you know, even if we never find that success again, which I I don't think will happen in the next in the, the next decade, I still think you know we'll, we'll, it'll be remembered. It'll be talked about. The Blues will finally reach that next level of national coverage that we're seeing this year, and hopefully continue to stay there and you know play as well they've been playing this season. For yeah, sure, I think what you were talking about too, Josh, earlier, just for the sake of creativity, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see. Uh, what the blues and the marketing and all that stuff and Adidas cook up um, for their jerseys because I feel like yeah we could do like the away whites or whatever but they could also do something entirely new which they haven't really done since true. the navy alternates you know That's which were true. okay they were okay but a lot of people didn't like them so they could really I mean uh, that would be exciting as hell to see a brand new jersey that just kicks ass. Yeah, God, that's sweet. I mean, well, we saw that they came into this season and said, "Hey, we just won the cup, so we're bringing back the clown jerseys." So if they can, if they can kind of ride that cockiness and basically say, "We'll wear whatever we want for a winter classic jersey," and kind of use the same aesthetic that they that they used um, in the in the previous one you know they, they can make this team has shown they can make pretty jerseys so i have faith that if they they went a little bold for this one like you were saying i think it would turn out gorgeous uh, i would love speaking that speaking of the clown jerseys how about a white clown jersey i mean that's not out of the question either eh? that's true that is true uh in all seriousness though uh jersey talks aside I, I did go to the winter classic when it was in st louis it's a crazy event amazing spectacle it's it's nothing nothing is like it but uh I w- I'd be looking into going in Minnesota if it does happen. Uh, did you guys end up going, or did you go to any fan fest or anything like that when I was in St. Louis? I know Josh probably did, but Tommy, did you? No. Uh, I I did not go to the game, and one of my buddies went to the alumni game, said it was really cool. But I went to the fan fest, and that was that was really sick. No, I and even like their little pop up ISO uh, like hockey rink under the arch and stuff. That's really cool and. St. Louis always does, always does it right. Always does it'd be it cool to compare it to how Minneapolis would do it, you know. So um, for sure, oh, that's, that's something I'm looking forward to. I went to I went to the the Frozen Four in, in Minnesota way way back when uh, I don't know how long ago. Um, but they they know how to put on a show for hockey. Uh, Frozen Four, for those of you who don't know, is the college hockey championship uh, equivalent of the Final Four. But it it, it was just they the city was transformed. It, it was crazy. It, it it they love their hockey there, and I think giving them an opportunity to really showcase that on a national scale would be would be a, a spectacle to watch for sure. And even if the Blues aren't in it, I think they would do it. They would do it right. That's that's a. a a town, an area that loves that loves hockey more than anyone else, maybe in the country. So it would be it would be fun to watch. Speaking of the uh, putting on a show in Minnesota, I, have you guys seen the uh, high school tournament up there? Oh yeah. It, oh, oh, oh I've heard. Yeah, I actually have family friends that live up in Minnesota, and they that's all they talk about. Even even Man. I don't think it's uh, I forget what high school it is. I don't think it's the big one, but like 
one of like the smaller ones they were talking about, just like undefeated on the season and like they've got two guys that are gonna get drafted in like the first round of like the juniors draft. It's just nuts, dude. My, they my, just my, live and breathe hockey up there. My favorite video is the annual all hair team from that tournament. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's where I was that's getting that. Cool. Yeah. Oh my god, that video is that video has me dying. It's the same video it's been like the same video for like ten years, but every yeah. year it's it's just an absolute classic. That should be I don't know if I've seen the most recent one. I gotta check that out. For those that don't know, the uh, the high school tournament in Minnesota, the the entire tournament's played at the XL Center where the Wild play. And whenever it's like the playoff time for quarterfinals, semifinals, championship, they literally have like pushing twenty four thousand people in that building. Like it's an, it's almost like the Wild are in a Stanley Cup final game. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy up there. Uh, hockey's hockey's treated different, as we so I can only imagine on a on a national scale with a Winter Classic. Oh, what is what a scene that would be too in, in, in Minnesota with the possible big blizzard there, maybe during the Winter Classic. You know, Ooh. blues wild, little, little snow action. Oh, but uh, we haven't had a good I'm snow sure game in a while. Target Field. That's just a it's a good stadium in general for those that don't know baseball. But brand new stadium, only a couple years old. I don't even think it's five mm-hmm. years old yet. But that'd be a, that'd be an awesome spectacle. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, moving on. Let's preview the Avs game tomorrow night. The Blues play the Avalanche, who are second place in the Central Division. They got fifty points. The Blues are ahead of them with fifty eight. Um, it's a different team than we've seen. Uh, the last time we played the Avalanche, they didn't have Kale McCarr. He's going to be back now. Dude's mm-hmm. a stud. Got to look out for him. They've lost their last three games. We just ended it at uh, eight-game win streak. So we'll see what happens. What do you both think? Um, I'm 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 excited for this one. I think it's a good opportunity for them to bounce back from a loss. You know, another statement game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They they know the eight game win streak is is rest in peace. You know, it was a good run, but it's time to start a new one. And I think Blues teams, uh, Blues teams of the past, we we saw them kind of they would get get on like really high highs. They'd win like six games in a row. You know, eight games were like this, but then they'd go in on and drop like four, and it would feel a lot less. But I think I I don't really have any worry that they that it'll it'll spiral because I, I'm confident in this team. I've been saying it all year that they're confident and I, I would I really expect them to, you know, come out and play a division rival. They always they always up their game against teams like that. And I expect them to play them really well, really really solid physical game, kind of wear down their speedy forwards. Should be fun should be a fun one. Yeah, it's a national televised game, NBCSN, uh, in Colorado. Uh, Blues have a chance to go 10 points up on second place in the division. That is insane to think about. That would be huge. Um, That's going to be a high-paced, high-offense type of game. Uh, Hopefully it's not, though. If it is, it favors Colorado, in my opinion. Hopefully it's not that track meet type of game. Hopefully it's the Blues play their game. I'm I'm looking forward to see Tyler Bozak and Robert Thomas continue their chemistry together because they have looked extraordinary together as of late. Yeah. That 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 being said, um, that you you kind of leaning towards the more defensive style. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to make my pick for the the locked on player of the game. I think I think uh, Ryan O'Reilly is gonna have a a real All Star caliber performance tomorrow night. Not only is he coming off you know being named to the All Star team, but he's all he also elevates his game against division rivals like nobody else on the team. Not to mention it's his former team. Not to mention he ups his defensive game against skilled centers like McKinnon. So I think he's got to be the guy in a game like tomorrow night he has to be that 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 guy for you he has to be that franchise center when you're playing their forwards like they have and 
defenseman that can move the puck like they have. So I, I would expect him to to put on his to hike up those work boots tomorrow and go out there and play like we know he can and get earn the Blues a gritty win. Uh, trailing off of that, my locked on player for the game is going to be Jordan Cairo. Um, I think <laughs> I think having that speed and everything and watching how fast the Colorado Avalanche play is going to. Um, make him determined to play at a higher level. Um, and also, I think scoring against them in the last game is going to give him the confidence to be like, I can do it again. I've done it before. Here we go. And I wouldn't be surprised if he pots another one. So. My lockdown player of the game will uh, lead us into our last segment here. Uh, how about David Perron? I think he's going to have a lot to prove in this game. I think Ooh. he's going to come out angry. I think he's going to come out with a fire under him. And I think he's going to have two-plus goals. Ooh, two points. I like goals. that. I like that. L- little, little extra, little extra. Why not? I like that. Speaking of David Perron, who? How do we? How do we? How do we feel about the All Star selections this year? Oh, disgusted okay. by that one. Okay, I will. I will preface the it. disrespect. Okay, hold on. Before we before we go full like, you know, we have to appreciate the fact that no team has more All Stars than the Blues. And like that's pretty cool, you know. You got you got Petrangelo, Bennington, and O'Reilly. That being said, we could have had like five All Stars, and we have every right to be kind of greedy and annoying about this Perron thing because he deserves to be an All Star more than a lot of other guys on that on that list. No offense, and also it's in St. Louis, and we just won the cup, so I, I think I think fans have every right to be upset about it. I think Perron had an amazing response on Twitter. He's super humble about it, but also you know you can tell that it would mean the world to him and. I'm liking the support I'm seeing on Twitter. I I wouldn't be surprised if he if he got a huge push and potentially we walked out there with four all stars, which would be which would be a which would be a fun one for the city. Also very cool that uh, Matthew Kachuk's gonna be yeah playing in the All Star game yeah, in, his in his hometown. hometown. That's very cool. I wish we could vote uh, Brady in for the last man, but they picked oh. uh, Pujol. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Speaking of last man, let's uh, let's touch on the central division. Just since we're talking about Perron at the moment, hmm. we got uh, Jonathan Taze out of Chicago. He's got 28 points. Cam uh, McCarr, I think this might be one of the top guys on the list. He's yeah. uh, got 29 points, which is outstanding for a defenseman. Uh, Jamie Ben, 20 points. Ryan Suter, 27 points. He's having a, he's having a really good year. Uh, Matt Duchesne, 28 points. David Perron with 40 points. Absolute outlier. And then Patrick yeah. Laine with 38 points. Yeah. I would hope to see Perron win it, but it might be a popularity contest. We're going to find out. We'll, we'll see. Um, I feel like his only competition is really, really McCarr. Yeah. Because, I, think, I mean, I, I, Line yeah, is close in points, but people don't like Line because he looks like a goat boy. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I think I think McCarr may be a little dark horse from Duchesne, possibly, He's, but like, I, I, think, I think like I'm not McCarr. Even, I'm not even a Colorado fan, but Kale McCarr is sexy, dude. Like even just watching him play, like he's so fast. He's got quick hands. Like for a defenseman, like oh my god, it's so been, fun to watch play. Have you guys been keeping up with World Juniors at all? Oh yeah, I've been I've been uh, checking in on it. You know, it's been at, it's been at weird times this year, so I've actually not been working during it, which is nice. So Colorado has this other defenseman named Bowen Byram. He's the mm-hmm. fourth overall pick, I believe. Yeah. And man, you guys are gonna. The, the listeners here are going to know exactly who they are within two years oh, because yeah. it's going to be a, it's going to be an absolute cheat code playing against yeah. him. Against I scouted Colorado. I scouted him before the draft and I was like, hey, dude, if Colorado gets him, and sure enough, they drafted him. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, you per- is per- going to be. You personally scouted him, like you went to his games. Yeah, no, actually, I talked to him myself and talked to his dad <laughs> and everything. Talked to his yeah. fam. 
really? seems like he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulder. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I just I just watched film on YouTube. Oh, oh, professional scout. It is a stud. Yeah. So to to uh, do a little player comparison, let's just take Kale McCarr and let's probably add about ten notches to his offensive game, and that's Bone Byron. That's pretty oh, much God. what you got out of that. <laughs> So that's uh, something fun to look forward to. Yeah. But uh, what else? What, what else do you guys think about around the league for the All Star selections? Though well, now okay. that we're done talking about that, first of all, I think we I think we can't dismiss Jordan Bennington. You know, uh, I think I'm not sure if it was exactly a year to the day, but almost a year to the day that the Blues sent him back down to the AHL for the final time, and then a year later he gets named to his first ever All Star team. How crazy is that? Just Stanley Cup aside, like everything he did last year aside, just just objectively being able to look at like you know 366 days ago maybe this and most of the fan base was like Jordan Bennington who, who's that I mean he's a goalie right you know and then sure enough a year later funny how things can change he's you know solidified his mark as one of the one of the top goalies in the league since he's since he's been playing you know the numbers don't lie and I'm sure he's over the moon and I'm I'm happy for him. I love to see it. Love to see a, a finally a goalie getting some recognition in, in St. Louis. Yeah, I agree. Uh, how about that for a sophomore slump? Eh, uh, <laughs> comes out, does what he did in the end of last year, and then is will he be able to do it? Will he be able to do this? Sustain the the length, the uh, so on and so forth. He's not nervous. We already know it. He all star selection already. I mean, it's he, incredible. The, the more he does, it's you could you argue, can't doubt the guy. You could argue that he's almost like playing better this season than he did overall last season. Like last, don't get me wrong. Last season when he first came up, he went he went absolutely nuts. You know, broke shattered numbers, just re- putting up ridiculous stats night in night out. But then like towards the end of the season, he kind of cooled off, and that's why people were were questionable of of well, is he going to be able to return to that right season? because he's been shaky in the regular season as much as as much as his early performance carried him but this year it hasn't been that it's not like he's been you know one night stopping 45 shots and and getting some ridiculous numbers and then giving up five goals next night which kind of bring him back down to earth it's night in night out consistent solid dominant performances and he earned, he really earned this all-star spot and i'm i'm really happy to see that he did prove himself and didn't just turn into a one season wonder because that was always in the back of my mind heading into the season of oh man is it too good to be true though is he just gonna come out and pull an Andrew Hammond and we'll never hear from him again but he's done the exact opposite and it's cool because I think we touched on this on the last pod um but I think this is really an opportunity for him not that he's not already like one of the elite talents in the league because I mean one year under his belt maybe you can kind of like old reservations was just looking at the eye test like the, the dude is one hell of a goalie but like on a stage like this like national broadcast everybody's watching like and with his personality like we were saying on the last pod like he has he has the opportunity to elevate his I guess celebrity status from like a star to a superstar and we're already seeing inklings of that by him calling out <laughs> Justin Bieber to say hey come shoot on me oh, if you score yeah. once I'll dye yeah. my hair that's that's slim just, shady. That's 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 the that's some some good stuff from from Jordan Bennington on that one. That's that's funny. I think, you know, his demeanor on the ice. The reason why so many opposing fans hate him is because he's just so like unshakable on, uh, when he's out there. Like he, when he says, "Oh, uh, uh, you know, the whole do I get nervous thing? Do I look nervous?" Like, uh, no, he genuinely doesn't. And I think that's why like it's he gets in everyone's head so much is because he's so 
even keeled. And then after the game, he has every right to make his cocky quotes or, you know, be as sarcastic and, and kind of take jabs all he wants because he, he plays with a cool head. And I like that his, when he lets his personality shine through a little bit, it's always fun. And what, what better stage to do it on than the all-star game in St. Louis? Yeah, the phrase that I would say to describe Jordan Bennington is that he oozes confidence. And I think mm-hmm. I think that that mindset for a goalie is absolutely lethal because you score on him. You can score three goals on him and he'll still be like, it's it's not going to happen again. Yeah. And yeah. we've seen that time and time again, especially in big games on the big stage. Like He just locks them down. And oh, yeah. I think it's due to that confidence level in himself and in, in his ability to play goalie. Yeah, he he's very he's very level. Like he doesn't get too 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 high or too low with his emotions. And I think that's really important is because as much as it would be fun to have a goalie like Jonathan Quick who just can lose his mind with the, the the snap of the fingers and you know, it's cool to see your player show emotion like that, but at the same time um to be as as um you know uh, objective as possible and just say we've seen with Jake Allen what it can be like when a goalie struggles with confidence and as much as he's a fantastic goalie um, skill wise we've seen that the mental part is huge and that when he's not confident in his game it can take a huge huge toll not not just like oh a, a few saves here and there he turns into a different goalie and I think for someone like Bennington to never really waver from just the cool calm collected demeanor is, is has been a big reason for his success and it's the reason for his consistency too yeah i know it's uh the all-star break it's about the halfway point of the year but i think we're at the point in time that we can really see that if jordan Bennington goes on like a two-week just absolute hot stretch he's gonna make a solid 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 vesna case for oh, just yeah. being a nominee Absolutely. i mean as as he stands right now at the second he's top five in the nhl out of the, all the starters goals against average he's second in the nhl and wins only one behind the leader freddie anderson in toronto He's played three more games than Bennington. Uh, he, he's already got the resume, but if, if he goes on like a two-week absolute tear, he might, might, might just pull for that Vesna, and that would be awesome to see. Yeah, how how nice is it having having our players in the award conversation? Uh, after O'Reilly gets the Selkie and the ball gets rolling, I feel like I, I when's the last time besides like Tarasenko for like Lady Bing a couple of years ago or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there's there hasn't been much at all. So this is this is exciting. Oh, and uh, not to mention our backup goaltender. You might have heard of him, Jake Allen. He's uh, third in the NHL with 2.18 goals against average. Third in the NHL, and he's uh, third in the NHL with a 9.30 save percentage. So uh, how about that? Yeah, yeah, we could be looking at the trophy for the top goalie parent in the league. The the Jennings Trophy, the Jennings Award. The fewest goals against. Absolutely huge props to Jake Allen for for taking this. I don't really, yeah, I don't even want to say demotion. I, I'd say for taking this new role in stride and kind of accepting that it's probably what's better for him, as we've seen statistically over the years that he strives. And I wouldn't even call it like a, a one and a two role this year. He's he's gotten he's gotten starts that that are kind of seemingly random to kind of keep him fresh versus just whenever Bennington tires out, that's when we use him. And I think it's allowed him to stay confident, but also not overwhelmed him and not overworked him. And he's been nothing but nothing but uh, all smiles about it. No, no complaints, no asking for trades, no, you know, no poor play. First of all, that's huge. He's been amazing in his, in his new role. And I I think he deserves so much credit for as much of the, as much flack as he takes. Um, And as I have admittedly given him in the past, I, I, I am so, 
happy with his performance this year and would prefer that the Blues keep him for as as long as he's willing to stay in this role. So the way I like to describe it, just to top on that, is that Jordan Bennington is like a top-tier goaltender, in my opinion. I'm not going to call him elite just yet. He's on pace to be elite if he finishes off this year strong. But you got a top-tier goaltender, uh, Jordan Bennington. And then the way I look at Jake Allen is he's like a 1A, 1B type of goalie, right? Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, he's like the 1A. So basically, in my opinion, we got a top tier and then a 1A as a backup. And that's just absolutely insane, especially the way last year ended because who would have saw that coming? Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been a, a Blues goalies have been a, kind of a turnstile for years and years and years. It's always been questionable. The Ryan Millers, the Martin Brodeurs, you know, it's it's always been a question mark. And it was heading into last season a huge question mark. Like, yeah, they've got a lot of new additions. You know, O'Reilly's here. Uh, uh, you know, Perron's back. Bozak, but. I remember myself saying, but the one big question mark and one that's really tough to move past is you got you don't really have a confidence in your goalie, unfortunately. And now that we have two goalies that I think night in, night out, no matter who's out there, no matter who we're playing, I, I don't think there's any lack of confidence from, at least on my end, I never worried like, oh man, Jake Allen's playing tonight or oh man, Jordan Bennington's playing tonight. Every night I'm like, okay, if as long as the Blues play their game, the goalie will let them win it. You know, you never really have to worry about them playing well and earning a win, but a soft goal sneaking in and maybe deflating them and them losing some points in the standings. So this wasn't really planned, but uh, it's from the topic of Jake Allen. Uh, let's go back to him possibly getting moved in the offseason, right? We talked about that in our, our previous podcast. I believe that was the first podcast we ever done together. Not on the Lockdown Network, but just in general. Right. But uh, we, we were talking about how he was looking like he was going to get moved, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like the value was down. Well, with his play now, man, his I don't think his value may have, have never been higher than it is right now to this day. But um, I think he's playing so good that they can't trade him, in my opinion, you know? You can't. And I I think when you see people question, like, oh, why is he getting so many starts? Well, don't forget how much Jordan Bennington played last year. And Jake Allen's getting so many starts is because we're trying to keep Bennington fresh for another another playoff run. And... And honestly, it's been going well. We're second in the league, and both of our goalies are 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 playing, you know, at elite levels. So I'm so happy with the the goaltending performance this season and I think it's a huge reason why the Blues are so comfortable in the standings I, I do have a curveball for you guys though uh, th- this does this does seem a lot like the Pittsburgh Penguins in the run right with I was just going to say the same players. thing and we're running into the same problem because if Jake Allen continues this run up until Seattle joins the league we're going to have to make one of them available so do you try do you try and cut that off do you try and cut that problem off beforehand and trade Jake Allen so you get something out of him instead of just losing him for essentially nothing or do you ride it all the way through and see what happens well, I just had my curveball hanging the strike zone, and Tommy hit it out of the park. That's exactly what I was getting. Um, that's the that's the big question: Do we hold on to these two and, and keep this one two punch throughout the season, going into the playoffs, or do you want to avoid that future problem? Because you know, at the moment, it's looking like Jake Allen would be the guy that gets that gets selected. I mean, the, I know the Blues are deep forwards, defense, goaltending, but. I think Jake Allen will be the, the number one starter for Seattle, in their opinion, hey. if they had to pick today. 
it's it's a good it's a good problem to have. I mean, fantastic. You, yes, you yes. cannot complain about it. And I think the Blues are in a position where they don't the, the pressure's off. They just want a cup. So if they want to ride out Jake Allen until he's not the most viable option, then they have every right to do that. If they want to trade him when his value's high, as much as that, I don't agree with that because I think he's crucial for us making another deep run to keep you know keeping Jordan Bennington uh, his energy is his uh, fatigue down and stuff like that. I think Jake Allen is invaluable to this team right now but even if the blues if doug armstrong decides to to capitalize on his his value right now and trade him away i think that in the long run that would benefit the team as well versus keeping him now would be benefit them you know more this year and versus potentially down the road if he ends up resigning because who knows or if he's the guy that seattle ends up taking then you could look at it as like well yeah it sucks that that sucks that we lose him but also it it would be nice to kind of just have an obvious pick for seattle to make that we aren't really too in love with versus giving up a forward or defenseman that might be more critical than a backup goalie at that point in time yeah it's absolutely a fun time for blues fans right now can't wait to see what 2020 brings to us as a whole uh, hopefully another Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah. We'll be following it here on Locked on Blues podcast, your number one source for daily blues content. And we thank you guys for starting your new year off with us on the right foot.